As a driven dentist, you see the world differently. Where some see scarcity, you see abundance. When others want to give up, you keep going. You're building an amazing life of significance. That means you can't rely on ordinary advice from ordinary advisors to get to your goals. You want advice that's going to help maximize your net worth so you can take even better care of the people you love, the causes you care about, and make your dent in the universe. But the fact is, this advice remains hidden because relatively few professionals are well-versed in them, and the extremely affluent don't care to let you know about them. Join us as we pull back the curtain to reveal the often hidden advice and strategies used by today's most successful individuals and families. Welcome to Dental Wealth Nation. Here's your host, Tim McNeely. Hey, hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Dental Wealth Nation. And and we communicate, you communicate every single day. You communicate when you're talking to patients, when you're talking to your spouse. You you may communicate through written articles or publications, and that's what today is all about, is we want to help you communicate even better. And by the time we finish today, you're going to really know the importance of communication and how it can help you not just build a better business, but also leave a lasting legacy. You're going to have a a process and some new insights for communicating in an even more impactful way. But most importantly of all, you're going to feel confident and empowered when you communicate with those around you. And I am so excited to have Kevin Henry here today. Kevin Henry, he has overseen three of the biggest dental publications in the market today. And I've had the opportunity to work with Kevin myself. We've published several articles together and he's helped me become a a thought leader and really position myself in the market. And he has a passion for helping you communicate even better. And that's why I'm so excited to have him here today. Kevin, welcome to the show. Tim, thanks for having me on, man. It is great to see you again, even across the miles. Yeah, you know, the digital stuff is is fantastic. It's not like in person, but it sure works well. And, and, and you know, you've been in dental just a couple years, haven't you? A couple. Yeah, I think my hair was black whenever I started. That's how long it's been, you know. But uh, yeah, 20 plus years. I've been so blessed to be a part of this industry, uh, overseeing dental economics, dental products report, and doctor by cuspid. And, and, and this industry has really become a, a just an amazing thing, an amazing part of my life, for sure. So how did you get started in, in kind of the publishing and the, the writing and, and really the communication business? Give us a little insight into how you got to where you are today. You know, writing's been something that I've always, uh, you know, people have things that are just come natural to them. And for me, I've been blessed that writing has been one of those things. I was the editor of our sixth grade newspaper, you know, when I was growing up and and edited the high school newspaper, the high school yearbook. And so it, it's always been something that communication and writing has been really important to me. And as I got older, got married, had a child, all of a sudden I found myself in the world of sports and I was doing sports public relations, uh, working for the NAI, which was small college athletics. And, and I loved what I did. And, and all of a sudden, based in Tulsa, Oklahoma, where I was born and raised, uh, the NAI decided that they wanted to move back to Kansas City, Missouri, and, and they offered me the choice to come back Well, my daughter was four months old at that time. And I knew if I moved my uh, daughter away from her grandparents that I would not be long for this world. So I uh, decided to leave sports and dental economics had an associate editor position open. Uh, I took it thinking I will be doing this no longer than six weeks. This is a stopgap. 
And next thing I know, it's 20 plus years later. And and uh, like I said, dentistry has brought me so many amazing opportunities and blessings. And, and I can't imagine doing anything else now. Wow. No, that, that that's amazing. And I'm guessing, you know, over the last couple of years, you've seen, you know, writing and communication change just a little bit, too. What are some of the changes that, that you've seen taking place in the industry and the way we communicate with each other? Yeah, you know, it, it is amazing, honestly. You know, I, I think back to when I started with Dental Economics and it was literally a monthly publication and that's all that we focused on. And during my time at DE, we all of a sudden decided, you know, this web thing is starting to take off a little bit and maybe we should be a part of that. And so we started Dentistry IQ and I helped build that up and we decided what was going to go on there and how that was going to balance with the print publications and then Dental Products Report, I did the same thing with their website, Dr. By Cuspid, obviously being all digital. So it, it's been amazing to me to see how that print magazines are still around and the way that we communicate. And a lot of us still read print, obviously. But I know, you know, Tim, I don't know about you, but I'm constantly scrolling on my phone. I'm looking for the latest little news gossip, you know, and, and how we communicate. It used to be 2000 word articles and now it's 140 word tweets or 140 character tweets, I should say. So, you know, how that's changed as well. And I think it's changed how we communicate and learn from each other also. Yeah. Well, and, and there's also been just a proliferation of content and articles and news stories, right? There, there's so many platforms. Content's just being created all the time. So, so how do you really differentiate yourself in, in, in this crowded, clustered market where, you know, everyone has a platform, right? What, what are some things right. that you can do to stand out? You know, I, I think we have to individually figure out what is our strength and what is something that you believe so strongly in that you're willing to tell the entire world about it and why. You know, I think to some of these uh, Instagram influencers, my daughter is 23 now. Uh, so, you know, again, it gives you a little bit of insight there. But, uh, you know, all these Instagram influencers and TikTok influencers and all these different people that I see out there. And if you really think about it, they all do one thing really well. They may branch out of that one thing, but it's all that one thing is a core. And that's what I always tell my writers is, you know, tell me one thing that you're very passionate about. And if you can really focus on that and kind of plant your flag as this is my arena, this is what I believe in, and this is why, then I think you can develop yourself as a key opinion leader out there. Okay. So, so it really is great knowing what your message is and, and what is that one thing that you want to talk about? Absolutely. You know, and I think embracing that too, you know, and so often I, I hear from writers, oh gosh, you know, I, I love, uh, you know, talking about, um, you know, let's just say dental implants as an example. And, and I'm very passionate about dental implants, but there's 50 people out there who are doing that. You know, there might be, but I'm guessing that the way that you do things or the way that you spin those things, the way that you talk about those things might be different than those other 49 people. So, Everybody, I believe, has a message. Everybody, I believe, can communicate in a different way. And I know that my message may reach you, but somebody who else is, has very, a very passionate uh, thought about writing may have that same talk, that same energy and everything else, but they may not resonate with you as much for some reason or another. So I always encourage authors, even if it's something that you know others are talking about, don't be afraid to say, this is what I believe in and why, because I guarantee you somebody will listen. Yeah. Okay. So, right. We're talking about authorship and, and, and creating things, right? Are we talking about, you know, sitting down with, with pen and paper and, and writing stuff? What are you talking about when you're really talking about, you know, writing and publishing and getting content out there? 
Well, and there's so many different ways because content's the key word. I mean, obviously, our first thought goes to writing articles and blog posts and things like that. But when you think about content today, this is content that we're creating right here. This is content that's going to be ingested by your viewers. And so I want you to think about how do you want to share your message? A lot of people are very nervous about sitting down and writing or don't want to take the time to do it. But they will sit down and shoot a video. Or they'll hop on a podcast and talk to people about it. So I want you to think about what lane are you most comfortable in. And if it's writing, absolutely. Let's talk about that. Let's break that down a little bit. But I also don't want you to feel like that's the only way out there, especially in today's age where we can get things out so quickly with audio or video. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. So, so let's pretend, right? I'm, I'm a local dentist. I've got a, a great practice. Okay. And I really do want to start having an impact on the market. And, you know, I'm really passionate about, you know, let's say orthodontics, right? Okay, I, I really want to give people great smiles, help them live that amazing life. And like, that's my thing. Like, where do I start kind of piecing all this stuff together? What do I do? Well, I think that you need to think about what has been an impact for you. And again, taking the orthodontics example, if you're a dentist who has been working in orthodontics in your, your area, what are some things that you've heard from previous patients or the parents of previous patients, maybe, that have really made you go, oh, this is why I do that. Oh, I'm glad they, they understood that. And taking some of those past examples and thinking about bringing those forward for your future patients or your current patients. You know, if there are uh, ways that, you know, you can help um, explain uh, the uh, aligners and, and that whole segment easier. You know, just little ways that you can break down some of the communication barriers and help people understand. And here's a tip, uh, Tim. One thing that we know is that we as humans are geared toward lists. We love lists. And scientists tell us that we love numbers, so I always talk to authors about if you're wanting to write about orthodontics, think about five things that you would tell me about orthodontics or even three things about orthodontics, three ways that you're going to help me have a better smile. Could you tell me three things that you think could do that? And if the answer is yes, then we can take each of those three and break them down a little bit further. And I'm happy to you know, talk through this a little bit more in detail. But I think that we need to think about breaking things down <clears throat> into smaller nuggets for our audience. And the reason, Tim, just as an aside, I use three and five is that those same scientists who tell us that we are geared toward numbers, we are also geared toward odd numbers as well. And if you think about when you're standing in line at the supermarket or you're somewhere and you see a People magazine or a National Enquirer, who knows what you're seeing there. A lot of times they'll tell you about seven tips for summer or whatever it might be. They're using that same psychology on you as a consumer that I think so many writers can use to expand their dental base as well. Hmm. Wow. Fascinating. So so really those numbered lists are, are, are what our brains are attracted to. And so yeah. if you're right? You're that local doctor looking to, to really communicate your uniqueness and become that thought leader. It's as simple as jotting down three or seven things or five things about your specialty. And then even if you're not a writer, right? If you've got those five things, you can just shoot videos on each one of those. Absolutely. You know, and, and think about, you know, it, Tim, if I told you, and you know, you and I did a little bit of homework before the show, we talked about some things that we were going to be chatting about. And, you know, and, and if I said, Tim, there's really three things that I want to tell you about this topic, you know, in your head, whenever I say that you go, Oh, okay. I'm going to learn three things. 
it's that psychology aspect as well. And so when a reader picks up your article and, and it's five things to know about today's orthodontia, you know, okay, I'm going to learn five things in this article and it prepares you for what you're going to read in there. And mentally we tick off those little, Oh, here's step one, here's step two, here's step three. And it's amazing how it kind of ramps our brain up to learn. Uh, and that's something that I've always found has worked well for my writing clients. Yeah. Oh, fantastic. So, right. Coming back to just that, that writing concept, right. And all the different channels that, that are out there. We talked a little mm -hmm. bit about print. We've talked about online. We've talked about, you know, the Facebooks and the Instagram. Is there, is there a benefit for, for, for print still? Is that still relevant in today's market? You know, I, I think it is, but I know print has changed tremendously because I, I remember so long ago that authors would say, oh, it has to be in print. It can't be in digital. Or, you know, we would give them the option. Do you want to wait for a print publication to come out where we have room for your article? Or do you want us to put you in the digital publication? And everybody would say, oh, print, because it's so much more prestigious. I still think print has a prestige to it. But I also know in today's society, we are very time-driven people. We love things to be immediate. And I know that, you know, as an example, whenever I was overseeing Dr. Bicuspid, Tim, if you sent me an article and I really liked it, it's something I could probably get up that afternoon and we could push out to our audience. Whereas print publications, you're really looking about a three-month lead time for you to submit an article, for it to be accepted and edited, and finally for it to be printed and out there for the public to see. I know there, there's certainly a longer lead time on print, but right. Once again, I'm kind of thinking about, you know, the, the local markets. Is, is there a benefit for, you know, the, the doctor, you know, when someone's opening up the local patient paper and they say, Hey, you know, three tips to finding the best dentist around. You know, I, I think you have to think about what audience do you want to reach? Mm. You know, I, I will tell you, my parents are both in their mid seventies. They, their morning routine is opening up the Tulsa world newspaper and reading it cover to cover and they will share things. And I think there's a certain generation that still believes very strongly in the local newspaper and local journalism. And, you know, and, and trust me, it's not just that age. I subscribe to our local newspaper as well, because I believe in local journalism and what it means. But I also know that for me in the way that I, I work, so often reading the newspaper is more a luxury than a necessity. I know that I'm so often looking at this to get my information. I'm scrolling and trying to find information and getting news alerts and everything else. So I want you to think about what is your audience? And let's go back to your orthodontics example. If you're wanting to reach the parents of the children, okay, that may be more of a digital component. If you're wanting to reach the kids, it absolutely is. But if you think the grandparents are going to be influencers over that, then absolutely. Your local newspaper and print is always the way to go. Hmm. All right. So it's really right. Knowing your audience, who do you want to attract and then refining and honing your message? It is. And I, and I think just as much an important part of writing an article or writing an opinion piece or becoming that key opinion leader is not only knowing your message like we talked about, but it's also, yeah, who do you want to reach? And so many dentists that I work with who are wanting to be key opinion leaders, certainly they want to influence their peers, but we're seeing more and more hygienists, more dentists who are wanting to be that consumer voice as well, who are wanting to have an opinion about which toothpaste you should use or, you know, are clear aligners better than the traditional orthodontics, things like that as well. 
Okay. Well, you know what? And that that's actually an interesting point. It's right. Who are you actually trying to become a, a thought leader to? Is it your other peers? Is it, you know, the inpatient that you're trying to attract? So, you know, what are some of those things that, that you should be thinking through, you know, when you're looking at doing this? Well, I think if you're really looking to build your business, if you're really looking at becoming that per, go-to person, then again, who are you trying to build that business toward? Uh, you know, if, if you're a pediatric practice versus a high-end cosmetic practice, obviously your marketing, your, your communication is going to be much different. So I think as much as you need to think about what your message is going to be, you also need to think about who that message is going to resonate with. And, and I'll give you an example. Um, a good friend of mine is a dentist down in Georgia, and he wrote two books recently. I helped him with both those books. One was toward his dental colleagues. It was talking about case presentations, talking about communication. The other was more toward the consumer. And it was what you need to know about before coming into the practice and kind of peeling that curtain back, you know, as you mentioned in your bio or in your intro, so that people can learn a little bit more. He was trying to do that for the consumer. Hmm. So again, he thought about things ahead of time. I'd love to write a book to consumers and then broke the process down that way versus doing it for his colleagues. Yeah. Now, you know, this can take a little bit of time sometimes to do. And I, and I know some people listening may be thinking, is this worth doing? You know, yeah, being a thought leader is nice. Being recognized is nice. But like, what's the ROI here? Like, what's the benefit of doing this, Kevin? And, and I think one of the biggest things that you've got to ask yourself with that question is, it's like we were just talking about a moment ago. What do you want to get out of this? Is it more patience? Is it more recognition? Is it breaking out? You know, there's a lot of dentists right now who are thinking about leaving the operatory and being speakers or, you know, those KOLs out on the tour who, you know, are just known for standing up there and endorsing products or whatever it might be. And I think that's what you've got to think about. What is that ultimate goal? You know, Tim, I, I always talk to my clients about maps. And, and the thing that I love about a map is it tells you where you are, where you want to go and how you're going to get there. And I think that's what you've got to enter into the writing process with is what is your ultimate destination? And whenever you figure that out, then we can figure out along the way, what are those steps to get to that point? But I think if you don't know who you're really trying to attract with your message, it's going to make it a lot harder for you to put that message down on paper or to do it on video. Yeah. And so is part of what you do help people clarify these things? Because because I know oftentimes when I'm talking to, you know, even my clients or, you know, other doctors that I meet, right, a lot of my role is just helping them get clear and really create that understanding because a lot of times you just don't know. It's, it's a great point. You know, I, I don't know how many people come to me and they say, I don't know what I'm passionate about. I don't know what I want to write about. And sometimes it's just taking that step back and really having somebody work through it with you uh, that, that makes a world of difference. And you're exactly right, whether it's the financial world, whether, you know, it's a clinical world, you always have to have that mentor or that somebody who can kind of help you see things from a different point of view. And that's what I love to do. You know, whenever I've been an editor in past lives, it's been work with a, a person to kind of massage that message and to make sure that when it is published, whether that's online or in print, you look back and you say, yeah, that was worth it. And, the, and I love how it turned out. Okay. So if someone wanted to, to reach out to you, because they go, you know what, I, I like this, this sounds interesting, but I don't know what my message is. Or maybe they think, hey, you know, I know exactly what I want to talk yeah. about, but I just, I, I want someone to kind of refine this with and work through it with it. 
is that someone you'd be willing to talk to and help oh, out? Absolutely. I love, I love to do that. I love to work with authors. I just had a call this morning with one of my clients actually. And a lot of times I, I will work with individuals and, and uh, say, you know, let's take that step back and let's talk about it. And it's not always just, oh, okay, now everything's clear and they move forward. We have to talk a couple of times, as I did this morning with my client who kind of got a little bit of a roadblock and we walked past that. So I think it's really important that you have somebody on your side, and certainly I'd love to do that, uh, that can help you kind of say, okay, this is what I want to do. And I see that destination I want to get to, but what's the road that's going to get me between where I am and there? Excellent. And how can people get a hold of you? How, how can we find you, Kevin? Absolutely. So I have a website. It's called kevinspeaksdental.com. Uh, certainly would love for you to check things out on there. You can reach me at kevin at kevinspeaksdental.com. Uh, certainly would love to talk to you about the ways that I can do that. And, you know, one of my passions, Tim, I, I, I love the fact that we can communicate like this. And who knows, you know, uh, one, one of my great, great grandkids, may actually see this recording someday and learn a little bit more about who I am. And I think that's the coolest thing about writing or podcasting or videos is that, you know, I'll never have the opportunity to see who my great, great grandfather really was. I mean, I have pictures and some, some notes through ancestry.com, but my descendants are going to be able to know exactly who I was and what I was passionate about and what I love to do and why, you know, they're going to have such great insight into me. And I, I really consider this a big legacy that we leave behind. Yeah. I, I love that legacy piece also, Kevin. I think that's so important because it, it, it's a way to have an impact on not just the present generation, but the future also. Absolutely. You know, if you think about all the different knowledge bases that each of us have, you know, and I know there's some people who are watching this right now going, there's no way I will ever be able to write anything. That's just not my skill set. And that's okay. Tim, what you do, I would never be able to. I could tell you that firsthand. Ask my wife. I am not a numbers person. But, you know, each of us have things that we're really good at doing. And to make an impact now and then to have people later in life watch your work or to see your work or to read your work. I think it's really cool to, that we'll be able to have that for years to come. And, and as you said, touch those generations down the road, hopefully yeah. too. Now, I know one thing some people may struggle with when it comes to writing is they're thinking writing like that. Like I got to like produce something and, and I'm not a writer. I don't know how to do that. So yeah. uh, how would you encourage those people? What would you, what would you tell them? So let me give you a little insight into what I always talk to my clients about. I always break it down. And, and if we think of our bodies, we think that there's a skeleton and, you know, my daughter's in physical therapy, so she would kill me if I broke it down this simply. So, you know, take this with a grain of salt, but we have our bones, we have our muscles and we have our skin on top of it. And that's how I always like to break down writing an article or writing a chapter in a book. I, you know, we talked earlier about those three things you would want somebody to know about orthodontics. Okay. So those three things, those are the big points. Those are kind of the bones. That's what you're going to build the whole article around. And then if I ask you, Tim, could you tell me a hundred words or could you write a hundred words about each of those three points? Well, those are kind of the muscles then that we put on the bone, the things that kind of give it a little bit more texture, a little bit more substance. Okay. And then obviously we're going to have to write the, the intro and the conclusion to kind of wrap it all up in a nice bow. And I kind of consider that the skin, for lack of a better term. So I think if we just break it down in terms of the three things you need to know, what everybody needs to know about each of those three things, and then how you're going to actually introduce the concept and close it out, 
there's a 500 word article right there, very easily done that could be packaged. And, and I guarantee you a lot of publications would be interested in. Hmm. Interesting. So, right. So we nail that. And then like you just mentioned, there's a, a publication process, right? We're lost, right? Like how do I get my article out there? Once again, is that something you can help assist with? It, I, I am glad to do that. And, you know, Tim, I think back to when you and I worked together, you know, a lot of times I love whenever writers will reach out to editors and say, what do you need? What are you looking for? And, and I always appreciated that as an editor of a dental publication is that, you know, you may have a great topic, but if I just wrote something about that last week, I may have to push that back until, you know, a little bit of time has passed. But if you and I are writing and you say, you know, these are like the two or three things that I really enjoy writing about. And you give me as the editor the choice and I can come back to you and say, you know, Tim, I love this topic right here, especially with the end of the year coming up, 2022 on the horizon. You know, and and also don't be afraid to think about those whole start of the year, the middle of the year, the holidays, you know, working things that are kind of time sensitive as well. But the key is to really reach out to whoever is going to be accepting that article, letting them know who you are, letting them know who your strengths are, letting them know that you'd love to work with them in some way, and maybe seeing if there's something that you could do to actually make that happen. Yeah, and Kevin, that, that's such a powerful point you bring out. It's it's what I've done. If you Google me, you'll see my articles all over the place. You'll see Kevin's articles all the all over the place. And, and that's like my fundamental strategy is, is just asking the editors, what are you looking for? How can I help you? Here's my expertise. What would your audience benefit from? Because that's what you want to do is serve the audience that's out there. And when you give the editors what they're looking for, they'll put you in. <laughs> oh, and absolutely. And the good thing is whenever I need something later, I go, you remember that Tim guy? He was great to work with. And I'll reach back out to you again. Or maybe gosh, Tim, you know what? Would you consider doing some kind of video with me? I loved your last article, but we had a reader ask a question about this. Could we just talk about that? You know, so if you really plant yourself as somebody who's willing to work with an editor, I guarantee you that editor will be glad to work with you. Yeah. Well, I I sure appreciate you coming on and really kind of help demystifying this process of writing and communicating, because I think so often we're just, we we kind of stand back and we think, ah, that's so hard. I don't know how to do that. But you've really given us a a simple framework for for how to do this, whether it's, you know, just coming up with very simple list articles and what's important and, you know, coming up with those topics and then fleshing them out or, you know, reaching out to your local publications or the publications you think would be beneficial and asking the editors, what are you looking for? Or even the starting point is just figuring out, you know, where do you want to go in life? Like what's important to you and your dental practice and how can being a thought leader help you achieve those goals even quicker? Hey, I love talking with you. And and I will just say, you know, just to wrap it all up, I think that's really important that if you are, if you've ever thought I can't do that, whenever it comes to writing or communicating, I want you to take that step back and really think about, you know, what it is that you'd love for somebody to know. If there was somebody who was coming up behind you, uh, you know, as the next dentist or hygienist or whatever it might be, and you could help them have a better day, what would you share with them? And I think whenever we think about it in that mentality, it helps our ideas really flow. And so, again, happy to help in any way that I can. Yeah, no, this is this has been fantastic. And, and Kevin, you are also a business owner yourself, right? You're running Kevin Speaks Dental. You're running writing workshops. And I know our audience can can benefit from some of your entrepreneurial insights also. And I'd love to, to dive in and ask you some of those entrepreneurial questions so that sure. people can pick up some of your mindset. And, you know, <laughs> Sounds good. 
one of the things I love to kind of reflect on is that if you had a chance to go back and start your career all over again, what would you do differently? You know, I, I wouldn't be afraid to try new things. Uh, I think that was something I was very uh, timid about whenever I first got into the dental industry was shaking up the, the industry standard. Uh, you know, and I think if I'd come into dentistry now versus 20 years ago with all the opportunities that are out there, you know, I, I wouldn't have been as as afraid to try some new things. But back in the day, I was petrified that people would figure out I didn't really know what I was talking about back then. Uh, so I think to, if I could go back and tell myself to have a little bit of confidence and to take that leap of faith, I'd absolutely yeah. do that. Oh, I love that. Absolutely love that. Yeah, right. Try new things. and Absolutely. And what about current projects that you're you're working on right now? What are you super passionate about? You know, one thing that that always stokes my fire from a, from a business perspective is that I don't just write about dentistry. I, I also uh, write baseball. Uh, that is my my second love uh, in every way, shape, and form. is is writing about baseball. I'm currently based north of Denver, so I write I run one of the official blogs for the Colorado Rockies. Uh, I, I was just uh, uh, inducted as a member of the Baseball Writers Association of America last year. You know, it's something that I think that we sometimes have to take a step back from what we're doing every day and find some other hobby or something else that really inspires us and gets those creative juices flowing so that whenever we sit down to do the job that we do the majority of the time, it's not a job, but it's something that we've got a little bit of fire and a little bit of, you know, I, I love to do this and here's why in our head. Oh, excellent. And, uh, you know, I, I know as business owner, there's times where I kind of lack inspiration. I get a little down and I, I need some of that, that, you know, extra motivation and inspiration can be so powerful in keeping us going. And, and, and for you, what have been some of your greatest inspirations? You know, talking to friends that are in the industry, talking to friends who are where I am, having that network that I can say, I'm a little bit stressed today. You know, I know whenever uh, things were so changing in our world, when COVID-19 first came out, if I didn't have that network to really reach out to and say, what are you all feeling? How are you dealing with this? What should I be doing? Uh, you know, and to really have that system to bounce ideas off of and to really have opus on, sorry, open and honest communication. Uh, I, I can't imagine going through the last couple of years without that sounding board of friends and colleagues that mm -hmm. I have. Right. So, so really drawing inspiration from the people who are around you. Absolutely. Learning from them, you know, and, and not being afraid to say, you know, he does that a little bit better than I do. And taking a couple of those nuggets of knowledge that you learn to make yourself better. Uh, you know, I, I, I think the days that we're not looking at how we can do things better, you know, we're just stagnating. And, and that's something that I always try to do every day, no matter what I'm doing. Hmm. Wow. Very, very powerful. And then, you know, the other thing is, you know, oftentimes we'll have breakthroughs, right? You, you'll have an insight. You'll have you'll have some kind of key thing that really helps crystallize, you know, your business and, and your direction. Did, did you have a key breakthrough or a moment that really helped you to get to where you are today? You know, I think the first time that, that and, and it was a long, long time ago, but the first time that I worked with an author and they actually said, you know what, that makes sense. And I realized that you could make that connection. And then you realize, you know, you get that confidence like we talked about earlier. I, I think that was the biggest breakthrough for me was the first time that I really realized that A, people were going to listen to me and B, that I, my ideas could actually make an impact. That was a huge breakthrough moment for me. And I remember mm -hmm. thinking, you know, if I can help that one person, I can help somebody else and somebody else and somebody else. And it just keeps growing from there. 
Wow. Right. Right. One to many, right. You can one to many. Absolutely. Absolutely right. multiply it. And I, and the other thing that kicks in every once in a while in, in owning a business is, you know, unfortunately it's not straight to the top. There's some setbacks. There's some challenges that, that, that we go through. And and, and what have been some challenges or setbacks that, that you've had that really have helped to, to shape who you are? You know, I think, and I, and I won't call it a setback, but it was a huge challenge for me. Um, I, I was perfectly happy in Tulsa, Oklahoma. I was perfectly happy being the managing editor for Dell Economics. Uh, but personally, I'd been through a divorce. Uh, I was very, um, I was focused on being a dad. And then this lady walked into this dental meeting and I remember seeing her from afar and I'm like, who is that? And we started dating. We, we eventually got married and, and, but for us to start our life together, uh, I we decided that we didn't want to live in the places where we had already had our first marriage. So we we met in the middle. She's from Seattle. I'm from Tulsa. We met in Colorado and started our life over again. But dental economics had a, a policy that I couldn't work remotely. So I actually had to leave dental economics. Mm. But it was important to me to be happy and to be have the, the fulfilled life with her. And, and I was very blessed that, you know, three months later, Dental Products Report came calling and I started that chapter of my life. But at that moment, I'll be honest, I wasn't sure what my next steps were going to be. But I knew that I had to do what I needed to do to be fulfilled as a person rather than just as a journalist. Wow. No, I, I think that's such an important lesson there, Kevin. It, it really is right. Pursuing what's important to you. And not being worried about, you know, what does that career choice look like? What is that career path, right? Stay true to your values and everything else will work out. Absolutely. And, and I think whenever you really know who you are as a person, you know, my wife and I talk so often about our true north and, you know, and, and you know, what's really important. And, and we have some really deep conversations about the true north side of things. And I think it's if we really think about that true north and that what guides us, uh, she's a big fan of Simon Sinek and, and the why principle, you know, what is your why? And, and I know uh, that's something that I've really grasped onto is whenever you know who you are and what your core values are, then everything else kind of seems to come into focus. Yeah, no, very, very true. So we've been talking with Kevin Henry about how you can communicate even better, how you can, you know, really establish yourself as a thought leader in, in your market to help you achieve what's important to you, whether that's getting new patients, or if you're a DSO looking to acquire other dental practices, right? Whatever your goal is, the better you can communicate that to people around you, the better you're going to do. And that's what our that's what our communication has been about today is is helping you communicate better. And so, Kevin, once again, how how can we get in touch with you? How can we find you? And, and then tell us a little bit about these these writing workshops that you're doing to really help people hone yep. their communications. But thanks, Tim. I appreciate that. Absolutely. Please reach out to me at Kevin at KevinSpeaksDental.com. Kevin Speaks Dental is my website. I love to do individualized workshops with you where we really can kind of break things down. You know, that that skeleton that we talked about earlier, love to break that down with you. And obviously, uh, yeah, let, let's see what we can do together because I think there's a writer inside each of us. We just got to figure out how to bring it out. I love that. And so before we sign off here, any closing thoughts for anyone? You know, I, I think the biggest thing is if you think to yourself, I can't do it, well, you're not going to. And, and that includes writing as well. So many times I have met with people who say, I cannot write, I'm not supposed to be doing this, I'm not comfortable doing this. But after a while, whenever we break down some of those mental barriers that they've got to crossing over into those communication styles, uh, they're, they're amazed what they can actually put on paper. 
I know. Good, good closing thoughts. So years ago, as a little kid, my grandpa used to always say, whether you think you can or you think you can't, you're right. Years later, I learned that was actually Henry Ford, but I, I still like to credit my grandpa. Sure. Hey, he's a smart man. Absolutely. But uh, it's so true, right? The roadblocks are, are right here in our head. And so you've been listening to, to Dental Wealth Nation. We've been having a fantastic just conversation about how you can use communication to achieve even more. And, and, and like every episode, right, we don't just want you to listen to these things. We want you to take action. If you take action, that's what's going to get you the results. And that's what's going to help you build that amazing life of significance. And you're going to do it quicker and with less effort than ever before. But you got to take action to do it. Kevin, thank you again for, for being an amazing guest. Tim, thanks for having me on. Always good to see you, my friend. All right. We'll see you all soon on Dental Wealth Nation. You've been listening to Dental Wealth Nation. We hope you've gotten some useful and practical information from the show. Join us next time as we pull back the curtain to reveal the often hidden advice and strategies used by today's most successful individuals and families and help maximize your net worth so you can take even better care of the people you love. Till next time, make sure to hit the website at dentalwealthnation.com. 